Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies Podcast. Tights and I hear the train a coming, it's a coming round the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when Dom Mysterio went to prison. <laughs> he dealt with lots of stuff. When he takes just one look at you, he knows whether or not you're tough. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the doctor of thugonomics, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Ameridan night hair, Danielle Radford. Oh, God, it took so long to put on. I think I have carpal tunnel, you guys, by the way. Just like a separate issue. I think I have carpal tunnel. And so now. Is that like, why you're wearing Oliver Twist gloves? Yes, nigga. That's why I'm wearing Everly. And that's why I've been wearing Oliver, Oliver Twist gloves on camera. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Hal was doing it to be funny and he didn't realize I wasn't kidding. And now he has that face where he feels really guilty. And I tried to. No, no, that I'm face. laughing. I was coughing from laughs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to go. Five hundred twenty-five thousand eight hundred minutes. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, made me laugh before my mascara was set. Hal, that's not cool. <laughs> January eighteenth, five thirty-seven p.m. Uh, <laughs> that delightfully British voice you heard is the song Kelk Sploder, Lindsay Kelk. That is I. Hurrah! Huzzah! Huzzah! For January eighteenth. I don't know what's going on. Hi. It's, it's, yeah, it's, what, what a time. Uh, 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 Lindsay, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, apparently there's a, a, another prince something and he wrote a book and people are talking about it. I don't know if you heard about this. I've heard that, um, other people write books. Yeah, I don't, I didn't think that was allowed because you write books. I've yet to see any evidence. I write books. uh, But it's like when people keep telling me that there are other wrestling podcasts and I'm like, well, where are they then? Yeah. Where are yeah. they then? Wouldn't I have heard of one of them? Exactly. Wouldn't I have like maybe been on one of them? No. So they clearly don't exist. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. I agree. Look, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, so there could be something insane that happens Thursday, Friday that you will not hear because this will release on a Saturday. So for those two days, just imagine. Can we just throw in some like wild reactions? We'll each do like other <clears> like. A, <throat> can you even believe what a maneuver? No, that's that is. Oh, that's crazy. I just, I never thought we'd see it. I never thought we'd live to see this day. And yet here we are. That can't be. It might be. It is. (laughs) Let's do a good one too. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled about that thing that happened. It's so great. (sighs) No, me too. This might be my favorite day in wrestling of all time. I think this is my favorite thing that's ever happened in wrestling ever. We just manifested that to happen. We really did. I'm and- so excited to see what's going to happen in the next two days. I, I'm very excited. <laughs> and I, for one, cannot wait to see what the Rhea Dominic McMahon Helmsley era looks like. I'm really happy we finally got to see it. I was waiting for you guys to do the one of like, oh, this is going to be the one that sends him to jail. I mean, he can't escape this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> we would never oh, bet God, on that. That's a step too far. That's yeah, a step even too we far, wouldn't do that. We would never Please. assume that consequences would be paid for bad actions done by a yes. rich white man. One big piece of news that did hit uh, very recently in the last 24 hours, I believe, mm-hmm. is the death of Jay Briscoe, one half of the Briscoe Brothers mm-hmm. tag team that has gotten a lot of notoriety. Specifically in 2022, uh, he passed away in a car accident. And, you know, it's always odd to have a public figure who passes away really the way you get to know who they were outside of what you see on Mm -hmm. TV. Like you have whatever they've shown you through their social media. But really, it's the memory. The way we live on is the memories that people have and share about us. And there are people all over the wrestling industry for whom he was a good friend um, and an important person. So certainly, like, uh, our our hearts go out to all the people suffering from this. And, and as we say in the Jewish religion, may his memory be a blessing. That's what we hope. Exactly the same. It's been, um, 
as I know about the Briscoes. I've seen the Briscoes. Uh, I've seen their work. But I wasn't, I mean, how could anyone anticipate any of this? But to mm-hmm. see the the response from the other wrestlers and how many people clearly lives were touched, mostly sending all my good vibes to his kids who were also yeah. in the accident, um, mm-hmm. who at this time are both stable and fingers crossed going to be okay because uh, there's never... There's never anything that you ever want to happen to kids. So I am sending all those good vibes to all those people, especially his kids. Wrestling is one of those industries, for obvious and and maybe not as apparently obvious reasons, the lifespan can be very short. And the sudden death, like you don't become numb to it, as a fan at least, because you know these are people we don't have personal... We have no personal connection to them or relationship with them that goes two ways. So there's always uh, like not a numbness to it, but just like a, oh, what a, what a shame. What a shame to see that happen. And something like mm-hmm. this, which is even outside of it's like an accident is an act. It's exactly that. It's how we lost the junkyard dog as well. Like nothing yeah. that was that that was self-harm or anything like that. We hope, you know. Just act. It's an accident. It's a freak thing. The word it's in there in the description of it, and it's just uh, it's heartbreaking. And I always feel for people, um, dealing with loss in that way. It's absolutely also very weird when you've had a major loss yourself. Like you're sort of numb to it. You have that feeling of like, oh, I know what that feeling's like. So I'm going to compartmentalize and shut it off. But at the same time. I don't want anyone else ever to have to feel that way. I don't care who they are. Like it's, it's, it's terrible. So I, my heart goes out to all of those people and I'm sure there are going to be a lot of performers honoring his memory. Rightly so. That's great that they can find a way to pay tribute publicly. I think that's wonderful. I want to take everybody back about 22 years. It is December of 2000. And we're on the road to the Royal Rumble. We have to wrap up everything before that and really sort of set some things in motion. So the time, Kurt Angle is the world champion, and there is a six-man Hell in a Cell match for the belt. The participants in this match are The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, The Undertaker, Kane, I believe, and Rikishi, who takes the dive off of the top onto the bed of hay. But I I want to talk about a specific moment that happens in this match. At this point, you can assume they've already booked Stone Cold and The Rock for WrestleMania. And there's a moment in that match where they are where they back into one another and turn around after the ring is cleared and we get a stare down between them. And the the of all the moments in the match, including Rikishi taking a dive off of the top of the cell, nothing nothing gets a bigger pop in that match. Than the two of them facing off. Here's the reason why I'm bringing that up. On Monday Night Raw, in the opening segment, we had a face-off between two wrestlers Mm. that felt like it had the same energy, written in the same font. Mm -hmm. And that is the the showdown between Rhea Ripley and Solo Sokoa. I don't think that there's a match I want to see more in wrestling right now than the <laughs> two of them. Number one, because of her, because she's great and sells the moment really well. Number two, because of anybody I can think of on the active roster, Solo Sokoa seems like the one who would most likely go, fuck it, let's fight. And I love that about him. Like that he doesn't look and see, I can't hit you. Like it's, he's like. He fully looked like he was about to yeah. punch her in the face. Exactly. He fully looked like if they did not hold him back he was about to show her the back of his hand and like slap the taste out of her mouth mustafa ali jumped in and and broke the moment up so we don't know what would happen and that was such a well done moment i just wanted to note it because i'm not putting it over but i just it was so good i feel like when you're running a wrestling promotion and doing these shows that you're especially on tv you're constantly testing like you get to test market everything Mm -hmm. oh these Mm -hmm. two people faced off what is the oh the audience was really into that. I'm I'm going to mark that either because this is a possibility for something later or I just wanted to see how they would react. And I, I think it's like unequivocal that people want to see them fight, right? I'm ready for us to dedicate an eight episode series 
to every moment of Rhea Ripley's career where she has had incredible chemistry with someone, incredible timing at something, or just one of those moments. Like when she pulled the hood off when she revealed herself in Judgment Day and looked to camera. Just that I bang on about this all the time, but that one look to camera that was so fucking fierce. Um, and I, we would need at least an eight episode series to go through them all. And she is but a baby who has been here for two minutes. I already have my WrestleMania tickets. But if they want to book Rhea, Rhea Solo, like I'll buy some extras. Like I'll buy some more just in case to make sure I have an unobstructed fucking view. Because like there's money there and it's my money and it could be theirs. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I try to live in a world where I understand that I don't get everything I want. And so I try, I know, I know, I know, but I try to live in a world where I say like, you know, sometimes there are just these things that seem like they are perfect Mm -hmm. and that everyone should want them and that they should be what happens right now, but sometimes they're what happens. But I I just, I need solo Rhea so badly that like, I feel like um, my (laughs) joints hurt. Because I don't have it. I feel yeah. like I wake up every day in the morning. And I'm like, oh, why does everything in me ache? And like part of my body is like, well, because you're old. And the other part is like, shut up. It's because Rhea and Solo haven't fought WrestleMania yet. All I'm saying is I'm not saying it would have cured COVID. But I think if we'd had this in 2020, the world would be a different place today. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. That's all I'm going to say. That's Just true. putting that I out think, there. Look, I don't think you're you're speaking out of school when you say that i think it's 100 percent true and i back you up on it thank you <laughs> science there are people in in wrestling who are elevators and i don't mean that as an or i mean that as an er and that they elevate people that they work with chris jericho is like a perfect example of that even rick flair is a good elevator uh ricky the dragon steamboat decent elevator stone cold steve austin good elevator mick foley maybe one of the greatest elevators of all time Woo. rhea ripley is an elevator and you can certainly look at the number of programs she's had, and she's been equal. I don't think she's been really asked to carry that to an extreme yet. But it, it, everything she does seems to work. But what she's done with Dominic Mysterio, like who he's becoming, and watching him learn like how to be a heel from... like. Talking shit to Alpha Academy, but doing it from behind Rhea and continuing to poke his head Mm -hmm. out. Like, those little Mm -hmm. moments. It just feels like that's her influence. You could take all of the clips of him since he joined Judgment Day. If you took all of the clips of his promos or everything he does in ring or on mic and put Mm -hmm. them together in, like, one thing and watched it all the way through, that development would be shocking. Like, it would be stunning from when he first came in the ring and he couldn't hold the crowd and everyone was booing and wanting him and the rest of Judgment Day were, like, gassing him up and being like, you tell him, Dom, you tell him, Dom, you all be quiet, you listen to Dom. He doesn't have that anymore because he is in control of it now. And when he isn't getting a response, he plays it to his advantage. It's wild how far he has come. Insane. And look, we 100% were like, we don't know what it's going to take. For like mm-hmm. I I, I, I will own that. I hold my I hand up. That. We, we said that. I was like, I don't know what it's gonna take for him to get over. We didn't understand that it was a Rhea. <laughs> How could we possibly have known? If you had no. if you had offered me twenty five guesses, I would never have guessed Rhea Ripley. I would never have if you'd given me a hundred guesses, it wouldn't have been my We guess. knew he needed something, and that was what he needed. He needed mommy. And we should have known because it's what we all need. We all yeah, need I a real Ripley in our corner. We all need mommy. It, it feels like it has a ton of legs. It still has legs. Like we're not even I don't even know if we're in the middle of it yet. Like that's no, how so great. how much there is to, to plumb and how much better he can get. And it and it proves that even the worst person on the mic can become very good at it. Or at least good. I don't know where he's gonna end up. One of our major, I think, things with Dominic, and this I'm sorry, it makes sense. Was that like, look, you can't nepo everything. <laughs> you have to it, you have to at least you gotta be a talker or you gotta be really good at the wrestling. You gotta do mm-hmm. some of these things. You can't just be a nepo baby. And then I, I I think that that was like right at the moment where like they realized that um the potential 
of him and Rhea together and what that would mean. Mm-hmm. And he started getting better wrestling. He just did. I really need Triple H to never go away because that's <laughs> that's that's a Triple H build if I've never just a big bitch yeah. making a little bitch seem bigger. That's a, <laughs> that's a Triple H thing. Just big bitch. Yeah takes little bitch under wing and he looks better too like he is looking better he's in better shape yeah well the hair looks good he's carrying himself better and the skin hair looks, looks better. good i mean any yeah. of us that were pretending to be dating rear ripley would clear it would clear my fucking skin up too Look. so i don't blame that but like the whole fucking package Mwah, chef's kiss Right. And, and, and well, no, 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 you're absolutely right. And that's the thing is that like that that's the thing with when it comes to I'm sorry, we do have elevated expectations for Nepo babies. Like we do have a thing where if your entire thing is it like, oh, my dad was one of the one of the one of the biggest legends that will ever be when it comes to fucking wrestling in any continent anywhere, because my dad's my dad. And we're like, do a flip. And he's like, no, <laughs> that's that's not the greatest, right? I'm just so glad that they got him into this storyline before Nepo Babies took off, because you know if he was not, he would still be in a tag team with his dad, I... and Corey would be screaming Nepo Baby from the the announce table, <sighs> and he would just crumble into a pile of dust, and it would be over. It would be over. I kind of think they'll still do something, but because that's not the case, it'll be funny. <laughs> Unless, yeah. you know, the worst thing happens. now. So, like, you know, he heals Nepo babies are heals. So, you know, yeah, unless Vince comes in and just starts, changes them from Judgment Day to <laughs> oh Nepo Day. Uh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to shout out a few other things. I feel like there's nothing more to say about how great the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Bloodline <laughs> things are. Like, I kind of want to wait and let's see what happens after the Rumble or at the Rumble. Like, that feels like it's great moving along. Mm-hmm. To not say anything about it, like it, the stuff they did was great. I I really want to shout out. I, it seems like the challenge of WWE is the number of different divisions they have, mm-hmm. and the number of different belts they have, and they've done a good job while they have a champion up on the mountain of making the secondary titles feel important. That's something Vince fell down on in a major way when Brock had the title. <laughs> Gunther made Braun Strowman look really good. Like, yeah. that was actually a good, entertaining Wild. match. And the Brock really is not match. bad. I'm not talking poorly about him, but it's just it just shows how, like, I look at it and go, man, Gunther is so good. <laughs> he makes the belt feel important. I had no hopes for this. Like, the moment when the match started and uh, Braun started his offense by just uh, running around the fucking ring, which I, th- there is nothing I hate more that that man does in his moveset than just running quite slowly around the <laughs> ring while someone just waits for him to arrive and hit them. I hate that more than I hate the 619. Like, I hate that more than I hate any move that just requires you to hang out for a minute because he's not fast. It's like if mm-hmm. he was super fast and building up momentum and it's like, oh, he's unstoppable. Yes. He's run like, ah, they're going to get him. But it's just like those skinny jeans aren't helping. He's like toddling around. It looks like my my friend's toddler, like a drunk toddler trying to get around in a circle yes. before you can catch him and make him put socks on. He hates socks. <laughs> he's trying to have like the, 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 the uh, fucking Madame Ali thing where he's like, oh, you know, um, something, something, butterfly, something, something, bee. Float like a butterfly? <laughs> Sting like a bee? No, that can't be it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat a butterfly. Uh, eat a and butterfly, then eat a uh, uh, and then suck upon these. But you know, but but it does feel like he's trying to like <laughs> bees nuts. I, yes, <laughs> it feels like when you look at him, he is trying to do like you know, I'm I'm dangerous and I'm wild, but I'm fast. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm Brock Lesnar. It's like we know what you're gonna do. It's a suplex. We, yeah, your merch is your merch is on. all suplex based. You're not fooling us by being like, oh, I'm fast. Oh, look at me being fast. Like You're not Kurt Angle. No, you're the monster amongst men, except you're not the tallest one anymore. And you're wearing skinny jeans. But I also want to be very clear about the fact that I hate him like a child. I hate him like a child hates things. Can you admit that he's over? I don't care if he's over. I hate him. him. (laughs) And I know it's because he's not for me because I know he is for the kids. Because he's like an action figure come to life. He's like Wu-Tang. He's, he's, he's for the children. Kids, yeah. He's for the That's children. Yeah. I also want to shout out LA Knight. I feel like is he's got to be destined for a de- at least a decent mid-card run. 
because yeah. he plays these moments like even him just getting out of the ring and go like what the hell's going on like he's just mm-hmm. trying to like i'm just trying to show up and do my job and not really have all this weird stuff going on i thought his impersonation <laughs> was very funny. it was very good and it didn't affect it didn't hurt bray it just was very funny he's just he's great good. you can't really hurt bray unless like you're really just genuinely being like, my name is John Cena, and this is all a script. Here is my copy of the script, and I'm holding it in your face, and these are all of the things that the man who plays Bray, who is the son of the man who was IRS... Fucking, ne- fucking Nepo babies. <laughs> fucking Nepo babies. <laughs> and my brother is playing Uncle Howdy. Making our dreams come... <laughs> Wait, making their dreams come true. <laughs> oh, Nepo babies. We open the door for you. <laughs> I appreciate Bray's given us a full four minutes, four to six minutes to um, take a bathroom break and get a snack during his entrance right now. Because um, I did time that and it, it is it is long. He, it takes him longer to get to the ring than he is in the ring. We're going to need to speed that up. Bray, my love, eventually you're, you're going to have to start wrestling. I'm sorry. I know. I don't want to go to work at my job either. But like, eventually <laughs> you have to start wrestling. And I know that they're doing like this build up and they have all this stuff going on. But like, you have to wrestle a nigga, dude. Like, I'm sorry. You have to wrestle yeah. someone. We're at the equivalent now of just like me and you in the work kitchen making coffee for like four out of a five-hour shift. You know, like, we're like, hey, hey, how'd your weekend go? You, you play golf? Yeah, you got, you got oh, around it? it was really cool. nice. You I kids? did, thank you. You nice? Where'd you go for dinner? Uh, you, know, you know like, what? No, I, I figured out which one um, was the club and which one was the other club. He needs to wrestle. He needs to wrestle. Needs to, wrestle. to wrestle. You got it. I'm sorry. If you have any thoughts on hitting the links or Bray Wyatt or any of the things we've talked about, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group and find us and all the socials via the links in the show notes. That's where you go. When we come back, it's the roads to the top of the music Mm. charts. Up next on Tights and Fights. This week on Bullseye, Tom Hanks, as you've never heard him before. Mad. You moron. Thank you for the use of the turn signal. Way to use your blinker, idiot. That's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to take a journey through one wrestler's career via their entrance music. This is Ringtones. This conversation's over. Play my music. Hit the music. Hit the trumpets. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is on the roads to recovery and the roads to the Royal Rumble. He's set to make his big comeback after being injured for the second half of 2022. We're going to take a look at his journeyman career and all of the songs that have accompanied him. How do you feel about these return packages for Cody? I, I feel like regardless of my beef with Brandy, I thought when they <laughs> showed Brandy on screen and had the little Chiron... Cody's wife. That was extremely fucking rude. I really felt like that was extremely rude. Like, oh, you're not really? And they were like, oh, it's it's Cody's wife. But I did enjoy her business-like approach to this, which was uh, like, yeah, he's he's a bit concerned. He's never had one before. Next. Like, moving on. Like, like, I don't care to be on your cameras, motherfuckers. Where's my job? Brandy Rhodes carried the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Mother of American princess. <laughs> Vagina haver. <laughs> Danielle, are you hyped for the return of Cody Rhodes? Did these packages get you any more excited? I mean, you can be excited for his return. Are, are, are these video packages doing anything to affect your your excitement one way or the other? No. <laughs> I, no I, and, and that's, that's all, not... That's like, I, I just... I, I, I understand why they are promoting that as part of something cool happening at the Rumble. That has been something they've been doing in the last few years where they've been like, oh, hey, so 
I don't know if you've ever heard of this like weird dude. Uh, 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 he's really talented. Used to be in TNA. Likes Japan. Thinks the Earth is flat. Uh, but here's like everything we have to say about this dude. And it's like we kind of knew he was going to come back around the rumble, right? Like that was his timeline. So why not so save if it? If you had just had him show up, but then it's like if you just have him show up, it's like well we were expecting it, you know. So I'm like maybe they were like, well they know he's coming, so let's build it. Let's like try and get some extra ratings. Mm-hmm on Raw between now and then. Let's maybe have him... I guess he'll be on next week. Maybe he'll do an in-ring promo. I feel like if you're going to do this and you're going to be like, I'm coming back for the Rumble, he has to, like, put himself in at number one. You know? Like, I think he has to come in and be like, I'm going to prove myself. Yes. And I'll put myself in at one and I'll earn my spot back because I've been out for a year. I'm happy to see him come back. We didn't really get to see where he was going and what we saw was good. So... I'm glad that he's that they're not wasting a surprise on him. So I don't think it would be a surprise at this point. We're kind of expecting him back. So great. Let's go through some uh, some Cody. Let's let's explore the seasons of Co- seasons of Cody. Yeah. ring tones. I mean, he's had a lot. Yes, almost lot. almost one per year. So here, let's start with um, 2007 when we have generic uh, guitar wrestler entrance music. A tradition like no other. We don't care about your career. My name's Jim. I'm 23 years old, and I like working out, so she better get ready to get pumped. Hi. That is a, that's the entrance music from Next. That's what it is. <laughs> It's actually kind of into that, though. Oh, like, as it okay, went on, I'm really like, wait, no, I, I would have listened to this oh, in, like, in my late teens. I would have been into this. I would have been like, yes, it, it could be a Metallica album track if you really thought about it. Like, if you it's really like, no, wanted no, it to more pedals, be. more pedals, guys. <laughs> Hi, my name's Dee Dee, and I'm up next on Rock of Love. <laughs> Things I love most of all are loving Put the music on, put the rocking. music on under this. <laughs> and if you like women who are okay with the fact that your weird dating show doesn't have a single black woman on it. Not one, not a single one. That's okay. Hire me over to Rock of Love. I will wear all of the possible uh, 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 do-rap white man that you like. Can you hit me with it one more time, Julian? I have one more. <laughs> Julian, this is your fault. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> I didn't write the damn song. <laughs> That's actually WWE's fault, ultimately. Hey guys, my name's Derek. I'm 18 years old. I work at a juice bar, and you know my penis is shaped weird. You'll find out about that later. Kisses. That was for my pet iguana. <laughs> All right, so that's the generic wrestler music that everybody gets. I think like 900 people have maybe had that exact song. But then uh, in 2008, we get Priceless, and here's what that sounds like. It's a tag team with DiBiase, right? This is his, this is the DiBiase tag team, yes. Before they became part of Legacy. Yeah, priceless. Oh, priceless. Julian, I don't like it. <laughs> Julian, make it stop. Now, so Lindsay, you're a, you're a professionally you you're a professional author. You you are. <laughs> Yes. Paid to a manipulate wordsmith. words. A wordsmith, if you will. True story. You're a wordsmith. I feel like I'm a layperson when it comes to this. So maybe I don't understand. Is there a message that these lyrics are trying to convey to us about this team and their value? So I'm, if I really, I mean, I haven't really had time to sit with it. You know, like That's I fair. like to yeah. live with words. I, I Words are alive. Language is a living thing. I really like sure. to um, be with them and let them be with me so I can fully understand the meaning. Mm. Mm. I feel like they're trying to let us know that their value is such that mm. you could not put, if you will, a price mm. on them. Unpriceable? Unpriceable would have actually been a fantastic name for this. Because this is shit. This is just drivel. This <laughs> rhymes is, with shit. Rhymes with shit. This is dreadful. This is absolutely fucking dreadful. Julian, I'm gonna need rhymes with shit as a drop that we can just cut to any time. I'm just you don't have to do it now. We don't have to do it now. But it's I just a miniature part of the main. I feel like I need it on a soundboard. Uh, soundboard, or else I'm gonna have to buy one of those like Rode Podcaster Pro things. Rhymes with and just shit. Make that the only button. rhymes with shit. With shit. Rhymes, rhymes with, with shit. shit. Rhymes with shit. The priceless team 
is integrated into the legacy with leader Randy Orton. And here's what that music sounded like. God, I hate this song. You, you, you don't like it. It's a new day. It's a new day. This guy sounds like he wants to fuck my mom. Oh, he already has. You're going to see him in the kitchen in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this is him uh, doing the dishes in your kitchen, wearing a towel, bopping along to the radio. That's and what this did, is. Oh, it's a new day. Yeah. He did eat the last of your puffs. Yeah, your Reese's yeah he's puffs. like, oh, were they yours? Also, there's no more milk. Like, oh, I love these too. That's so weird. <laughs> and he's just like literally in his like fucking tidy whiteies in like no, wine. No, he's, ro- he's wearing her robe. He's wearing her yeah, robe. And, and her robe. just like barely, it like you can see the cheeks. Silk and it's, robe. it's almost yeah. worse because it's like, oh, he's trying not to show me the cheeks, but that's all yeah, he's showing it's me. It's worse because right it's like a transparent baby pink. But he's, you know, he's doing the dishes. It's not like he's not doing anything. He is doing the dishes. But he did do, he did eat your puffs. Yeah. So you like, you like school? I'm taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the penis. All right, next oh, is no. uh, is what would be his theme for, for a while. We have different versions of this. It's Smoke and Mirrors is the name of the song. First, we have the dashing Cody Rhodes version. Here, here's that. Okay, I'm sorry. This fucking rips. It's so good. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has a bridge. The fact that it has a bridge is fucking yeah. wild. Legit song. <laughs> yeah. Legit song. Now, here's the undashing version from... Tw- that was 2010. So, so far, we've got tw- 2007, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. That was 2010. Here's the 2011 version, updated for 2011. Become so numb that I don't know my dad. He's around, we're still friends. I just don't know my dad. I'm really sad, <laughs> as if I don't know my dad. But my dad works at my job. I am my dad. Sorry. Much better than that version. <laughs> and then from 2012 to 2014, here's the third version of Smoke and Mirrors. One more. Down for another, die for each other, cool for the summer. Let me go, blood just from your camera. It's like a knife in your hand. What the fuck? Your camera is a person. Blood dripping because you tried to work a person like a camera. That wasn't a lens to adjust. Whoa. You made a person bleed because you thought they were a camera. Whoa. Well, they had to get rid of that. Oh, my God. And they had to get rid of Cody Rhodes as a character. Along came the unhinged younger brother of gold dust, Stardust. And here's his music. It definitely sounds like the song that someone plays on like Real Housewives of Atlanta, where they're like, I can't believe that we went to that lunch date where Nini was supposed to apologize to me and then Nini didn't apologize to me. And then like Cassini and she's- is, is Cody pointing at the cat or is the cat Cody? That's the yes. question. No, Cody's this pointing the at the meme. cat. The cat is Nini. pointing Leaks. at the cat. And then the I, I really want it to be gold, yeah, I want gold dust to be the cat. Like, it's like, <gasps> I mean, <laughs> Cody is fighting at the they cat. They live in Atlanta. He knows cat. all of those ladies. Now, he used some indie songs while he was in ROH at a few other places, but we don't have those. We don't have the rights to those, is what we'll say. Also, who cares? That's <gasps> correct. Yes. All right. Look, I was trying to be polite. People, people <laughs> work to make those songs. We might not like them, but somebody worked to make them. It was a labor of something. <laughs> Worse than, did you hear about the time that he made a guy bleed by trying to turn him into a camera? Anyway, his current music is Kingdom. Here's how that goes. Want to hear it? Here it goes. Wrestling has more than one royal family. 
Evanescence song that was left off of the Daredevil soundtrack. <laughs> I like this song more than this show. I'm sorry, but it's a fucking banger. <laughs> I love it. I just can't work out why they didn't put his name in it because every line like rhymes with Cody Rhodes, yes. and I always want to sing Cody Rhodes, and it's such a missed opportunity. Carry round those heavy loads. I hope I don't get vocal notes. <laughs> Favorite cartoon is the Battle Toads. Oh. <laughs> it writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> Do we agree that that Kingdom is is the best of these? That like he's arrived at at the it's best song great. of these. It's yeah. fucking great. It's good. I love it. I rem- I know I love it because the first time I heard it, I hated it. And I was like, "What in the homemade bullshit is this?" And now I love it. Now I can't hear it enough. Every time he comes out, every time he does the unnecessarily long, dumb it's entrance, so long. like coming up through the fucking floor with the smoke. And every time it's like he thinks it's the first time you've ever seen him. And it's like, oh my God, I don't care. I'd like play the whole thing. I want to sing it. I want to sing along. I cannot wait oh. for Mania to have a sing- to catch COVID while singing along to, <laughs> to Cody's entrance music. While everyone in SoFi Stadium goes, whoa, and then on the inhale, we all get COVID together. It's going to be fucking beautiful. You're actually going to get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. Excited to not get COVID with you, but to get COVID with you. Before we we, uh, end this, I have to uh, play this one extra thing that uh, it's very short. This is, um, this was something, I think it was like a backstage John Cena thing that I think was a little bit of a meme in 2000, uh, 2010. So I guess for a while, John Cena was just, every time he saw Cody, he would just sing. That's John Cena? Yes, it was. I mean, very impressive. Man, what I'm sorry. Earth? If you look at how hard Cody tried to be like a fucking CW villain, and then John was like, hey, hold, my, hold my pantyhose. Hold <laughs> <laughs> my pantyhose. Hold oh, my pantyhose. Whoa. If you want to share some thoughts on Cody Rhodes and the roads that he's traveled, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tyson Fights. Parenting. It's hard, but don't worry. You're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying? (laughs) There is a right way to do this. And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing. So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. That's a weird read. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over this fine Wednesday evening? Stone Cold Steve Austin is just always adorable, uh, right? And so I ran across some videos today. It looked like this happened a couple of days ago or last week of Stone Cold Steve Austin working a (laughs) drive-thru for, it looks like Dairy Queen. I can't tell exactly what it's for. Oh, a grill and chill? I I believe it's so. I believe he's chilling and grilling. (laughs) He's not even being a thing where he's like, hey, I'm Stone Cold. That's not my, hold on. Hey, I'm Stone Cold. Hold on. <clears throat> Wait, it got worse, please. I got, hold on. I got, hey, it's me, Stone Cold. I'm sorry. Hey, it's me, Stone Cold. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's doing, 
I was really trying to do a good Stone Cold that was not being doing a bit. That's really hold on, hold on, one more time. Let me try. <coughs> oh no, please don't. <laughs> My name is Stone Cold. <laughs> Danielle, you're a hey. professional. You need your voice to live. You so you remember, like, I'm um, begging you to stop. I'm begging you for the no. good of your career. You know what? I just want to say something, Danielle. Everybody's razzing you right now, but when <laughs> I heard that, great. I immediately I went back to like 1996 where he was like, you talk about your Bible and your job 316. Austin 316 says I just kicked your ass. <laughs> So it's very good. Sometimes was that well. was that Steve Austin was that Snagglepuss? Like I can't I don't like Austin three sixteen just kicked your I ass. I the middle finger even. <laughs> I broke the glass. I, if we could get Snagglepuss in to talk with Cookie Sean and do some oh, uh, Stone Cold, well, we, we could get Stone Cold Snagglepuss in. That hey would there. be uh, a good time. Hey Sean, do you remember? <laughs> WrestleMania 98, even when we were the main event, me remember that. Remember Mike Tyson was on me team and him hit me and then him take off him DX shirt and him wearing Stone Cold shirt? Of course I remember. He looked fashionable, beautiful, even. Heavens to Murgatroyd. I know, like, who knew Heavens that we were both Murgatroyd. available at such short notice? This is the joy of Zoom. You can get people in. Lindsay oh, Kelp, man. heaven submerged. <laughs> so cold here. What? All my dreams. I'm not putting anything over Julian because this was it. <laughs> this was what I'm putting over this. I do have the clip <laughs> if anybody cares to hear I'm trying it. to think of the cartoon characters I can do and like who, like, I'll, I'll work, we'll work on more. Anyway, <laughs> that was a great stone cold. He was at the drive through, he was working the drive through at the grill and chill. Doing that, it's sounding exactly like that. What happened, Danielle? Uh, Tell and the it people was, it what was happened. Just a, it was just a man being very excited that <laughs> so cold was at the drive-thru. Oh I wish there goodness. was more. I was going to do my impression and that was going to be it. <laughs> oh, let's hear a clip of it just so we can hear how good the impression is. Let's. You can well, hear, it sounds you 100% You'll think accurate. this is Danielle, but this is a clip of actual Stone Cold. Go ahead. All right, so I was pissed. I had to take a late lunch today, but look who's serving me my lunch today. None other than the man himself, Mr. Stone Cold, Steve Austin. All right, buddy, do I have a drink for you? All right. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a regular, like regular Coke. Regular Coke. Regular Pepsi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's spilling my drink right now, so that's cool, too. He's working on my drink right now. There you go, buddy. All right, I got a drink from Stone Cold in my lunch today. Oh, hell yeah. Well, have a good day. Thank you. Have a good day. He won't do the catchphrase. <laughs> instead, he did Mick Foley's catchphrase. He, he keeps trying <laughs> to get Have a nice day. Like, he just wants him to leave. Like, hey, I got work to do. I got to go mop the back after this. Like, he's, he can't. He won't just. The benefits <laughs> at those jobs are often very good. Uh, you know, he uh, Steve, he's got, Steve's got to think about his health. I, I Look, I promise you that that like, ice cream machine was broken. Uh, I won't make you a shake, but Stone Cold's not Stone Cold right now. He was trying to get him to do the catchphrase and he won't do it. He was just trying to work at the drive-thru. <laughs> well, he has it. Don't make fun of a man for having a word. This is the most you've he's ever like, laughed. He's like, do you want to? He's just trying to get him to say, like, is that the bottom line? And Steve Austin's just like, so would you like some extra napkins with that? Like, he won't. He doesn't. It's like, is this like undercover he's not boss doing it. He's or not something? saying it. Is he a clown? Is he is he a clown? Is he there to perform yes. for you? No, he's, he's there to serve you. He one hundred percent is performing for me. Did he or did he not provide you with a service? The service that you paid for. Yes, you're entitled to nothing else. You're entitled what to is he nothing doing? else. They think he's there for a personal appearance. He thinks that he's there to actually like get shit running on time in this motherfucker. For <laughs> once. I've been to this drive through over and over. Like I bet this is like his local his local place, and he's yeah. like. I'm gonna find out why none of y'all can get my shakes on time. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> We've broken hell. We've broken hell. I hope you're enjoying this at home because this is the last episode ever of Tights and Fights because we've broken hell.
I hope that this was worth it, people. I hope that this was worth it. it he has me. a wife. He has that man has a family. He also won't admit he's Steve Austin. He's like, look, I, I was having a tough, uh, I was having a tough uh, time this week. But then Stone Cold's here working at drive through. <laughs> All right, buddy, here's your Pepsi. Like he won't say, <laughs> like, "Yep, it's me. Nice to meet you. I'm glad you. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for watching wrestling all those years." Like there's none of that. Get the fuck it's out. Take your fucking food and fry. get the fuck out. Like, Take your fucking food <laughs> and get out of the way. There are 25 cars Do behind you. Do not sir. see. There's a lot of people behind you, man. I was having a tough week, but I took my dog to this uh, pet wash. <laughs> And man, Stone Cold Steve Austin's here working behind the counter, man. How you doing? How you doing? What? What? Okay, so do you want the extra conditioner like a soap or shampoo? Is the lead long enough for your dog? Like he he just is going and Hi, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. For my new job, I'm taking a series of just working class jobs around America and never admitting I'm Stone Cold, even though I'm wearing knee braces. Let's find out what happens in this Hardee's. Like, uh, I, what the I need hell? him to be working the changing rooms at the Nordstrom Rack in Glendale. Like, that's where I need him. That's where oh, I need that him. door locked, ma'am? It's, it's six items or less. I, I'm sorry, but it is six items or less. Are you Stone Cold Steve Austin? Did you want this pashmina or should I take it back and put it on the shelf? It is slightly soiled. It is slightly yeah. soiled. I'll get this washed up. Don't worry. Thank you, ma'am. Look, it's been used. You That's just not leave the those question. jeans in the there. The question is, can you please not bring 20 items into change when you know you're only allowed to bring in four? He would. That's actually the energy they need there because he would keep it running like a No, not this shit. version. He'd be like, I'm sorry to bother you, but you can only have six items in there. You clearly have more. If you'd like, I can hold some out here for you, but it's not fair to all the other customers. Wait, aren't you going to you gonna give me a stunner? All right, I got to go clean up the bathrooms. Like, what? you won't admit you're they so cold. Yeah, they no. do have a bathroom. They do have a bathroom. And that is like a uh, sweet, nice Stefan Thomas. <laughs> Not. Lindsay, what are you putting over? I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens Nothing. from that. This is it. This is all. This is it. This is the whole thing. Um, I mean, I was going to put over Finn Balor, like, using his platform and his voice uh, to elevate the LGBTQ plus community within wrestling. Um, but why? Why would I? When we could just talk about this some more. But I guess if we have to, Julian has a clip or something. Um, it won't be nearly as funny as this. So fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> They helped me uh, get in touch with the LGBT uh, plus community in uh, in New Orleans, and they were actually members of the community from there. Uh, they weren't like extras or anything like that. It was uh, it was legit, like having them up on stage, and uh, it obviously uh, for me that was like a more important moment than any demon entrance could have ever been. You know, I'm glad it's that is super cool. Very weird that they got that interview with him while he was a contestant on Silent Library. That just feels like a weird timing for that. Well, I thought that, that was during like his audition to be the new Elvis before Austin got it, so I wasn't sure. Look, you got to catch him where you can. You know, he's a busy fucking man. Like, he's got a lot on. I think I have a new impression. Do you want to hear my Finn Balor being interviewed impression? Oh my god, yes. It's like if Boo Power was Irish. His wife's going to be listening to this and be so confused as to why he was on this podcast. He didn't tell her. Oh my God, were we fucking? What were we doing? That was a wild hell. I want to do a reenactment of that. Of, of just a brief portion of that interview, but I'm going to be the per- the third person who's right off of camera. <laughs> Go ahead. They helped me uh, get in touch with quiet, the quiet. LGBT uh, plus community shh, in, uh, wake my in baby. New Orleans, shh. and they were actually members of the community from there. Uh, they you. weren't like extras or anything like that. It was uh, it was legit, shh, shh. like having Quieter. them on stage. And, uh, Can you get closer to the mic, please? It obviously, uh, for me, that was like a more important moment than any demon entrance could have ever been. Oh, now I just want... Uh, Chad Gable on. <laughs> well, I don't, I feel. Well, what a denouement from from two great. Those are both great uh, for two very different reasons. They're great on their own. Thank you both of you for sharing that. Fuck Lindsay's looking down and away now. <laughs> I can't. I can't be part of this anymore. I mean, I think it's wonderful, right, but <laughs> but also so quiet, so quiet. CNBC is all over this potential sale of WWE. 
And who do they bring in to answer the tough questions? But Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the most famous person they can think of that is no longer in WWE, but did buy <laughs> the XFL from them. And he, there was like a, a, a CNBC, they put this out on Twitter as like, a, an ex, this, check this out. Here's what Dwayne Johnson thinks. And he gives what feels like two two minutes of no answers at all. But the last question I think is the one where he finally just doesn't go like, this is a great company, and my family was part of this company. A lot of people don't know that, and I loved working there, and it's great. It's a huge media brand. Can we just play the last question they ask him? As you guys know, with a company like this, it's been so incredibly successful over the years. Uh, a, a sale and acquisition can be very complicated, but there's that unique added anchor to this, I believe, that Vince feels where you got to mm-hmm. find the right buyer who still has that passion. Uh, and the love for this very unique world. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Catch me in the game high on life. Catch me in Squirrel Girl Unbeatable podcast. Yeah. I was Modoc before whoever's playing Modoc was Modoc. <laughs> we're now all in the Modoc club together. Yes. It's definitely an equal thing. And follow me at Hal Lublin on all social media because there's more stuff coming. I just can't talk about it yet. Danielle? Um, yeah, same. Um, follow me. Uh, uh, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Uh, uh, Danielle Radford um, on Twitter. And then you can follow me. At, you know, uh, uh, I think it's like Danielle underscore Radford on Instagram. I don't know. I'm on the other stuff. But if you are a person who enjoys watching me um, uh, tell jokes and slang dice, this is going to be a really fun year for you because I have a bunch of that stuff coming up. So uh, I will let y'all know when that is happening. Where? Lindsay. Yay. Um, I mostly just want to watch Danielle do that stuff because it's super fun. Um, But you can also find me on social media at Lindsay Kelk where I will inevitably be instead of doing the work I should be doing. Um, If you wanted to see some of that other work, I have books. I got so many books. So many books. Um, They're all available from your library, on your reading devices, and um, from bookshops. Can you imagine? Uh, So check them out, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. There's very little Snagglepuss referencing, but there there (laughs) is some wrestling. So, you know. Happens to Murgatroyd. Our producers, Flash Pun, Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. Thank you so much. We're putting you over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes, if you didn't know. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.